Hello and welcome to Underqualified Thoughts. My name is Caleb and I'm joined by my brother-in-law, Andy. Hello. Today we are entering our seventh episode of season two after a long-awaited, uh, I guess, episode. It's kind of presumptuous as long-awaited. I mean, well, someone's waiting for it. I have been. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, and Dan. <laughs> Kendall? Him in there. Kendall. Although, again, it's been so long now. I say no. it again. I don't know if she's going to listen to this one. She's going to be very offended <laughs> again that you suggest that she's not going to listen. I know, but it's been so long. Yeah, but if you've listened to it in the past, Spotify is going to send you a push notification. Are we making post. the assumption that she has followed us? You don't have to follow. You can't. I don't think you can follow it. Isn't it like okay. a um, enable um, subscribe? Like it's not subscribe. It's like a. Anyway, we'll we'll find out. Basically, I won't, I won't when even she text opens her. her Spotify app, or when Dan opens his Spotify app, it will come up, and in like one of these like top six up here, uh, it'll like show. recently listened. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It just tracks tracks your data, tells you what's coming. Well, <clears throat> anyway, guys, it's good to be back, and uh, as you do know, there are several things to talk about, um, but uh, the general idea of this podcast is once again underqualified thoughts. Of which we have many. We also have some qualified thoughts and we don't cover those topics because... We don't. It's not the point. Nope, that's right. Um, anyway, so Andy, how have you been? When was the last time I did this? Um, I can actually check real quick. It was... And did you... Was it right before Disney? Probably. Um, it was March 13th. So... Basically a month ago. So how was Disney? Oh, it was very good. Um, it was my second time going. It was phenomenal. Um, was it better than the first? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Uh, there is it just because like you, like I don't like rewatching stuff, but like when you rewatch or reread, you see like an extra layer of of the the beauty behind it or whatever. We yeah we were able to do different things, um, things that were there last year that we just didn't get to do. We were able to do this year. I was more selective about the things uh, that I wanted to do anyway. Um, like, I'm just not a thrill ride person, so I immediately said no to all of them off what? the bat. Yeah. That's the, the only reason I go to, the- like, theme parks. I don't care Which, about the theme. I and and to be fair, like, Disney isn't really a theme park or thrill well, ride park, but I definitely... That's why I don't like it that much. Well, yeah. I just... I was a lot more selective, and we had a lot of fun just hanging out there and seeing the things. Um so yeah, I guess that was that was right after we podcast last time. Um, you got to work on giving details for the people. What are you said things about like seven times? What are mm-hmm. the things that you were excited for that you did? Well, part of it was I didn't know. Like I didn't know these things. So for example, there's a um, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway uh, train, which is in like the center of Hollywood Studios. And last year we had gone up the walkway, which is basically like a classic uh, Hollywood Boulevard type of uh, experience. Mm-hmm. And we we saw it, but we didn't realize that it was actually a... I didn't realize, I guess, that it was a highly innovated ride from the past. Um, and so this year we decided to do it, and it was actually one of the one of the favorite rides we rode. Um, trackless system, like if you've done anything with like the Rise of the Resistance or nope. some of the more modern... Um, is it one where you're like sitting in a box and you're in a big room with screens and then the box moves? You well, yeah, essentially you're you're in a box that moves on wheels, um, and it's a, just a warehouse that has mm-hmm. screens everywhere, yeah, and different types of uh, immersive deals. So, <clears throat> whenever you walk there, it does make you want to go to like Hollywood proper and just experience what what it's like to be there because I'm sure the environment is almost identical. So now you're telling me that you have an itch to go to Los Angeles, to go to Hollywood? I think it'd be cool. Um, I've, I don't know if I've been. My mom's fam- my mom's side of the family all live in California and Arizona. So I've been on many trips to California, like, as I grew up. But I don't think we've ever been to Hollywood. Hmm. What did you do in the past month? Have we bought a house yet? Have we talked about that? Um, Is that news? No, I think I think we left off with you were going to look at houses. We have a house. It's big. Are it's you huge. are you moved in? No, we're under contract and it's not going to be built. 
They just broke ground on it on Tuesday. Oh, wow. And they're estimated to be done early, like late August, early September. New home. Well, new townhome. New home. New home. New build. Well, because you can live there forever, can you? In theory. Yeah. It's not like an apartment, you know? No. But it looks like an apartment, kind of. Well, it's three not stories. Really yeah, no, so yeah, it's very. It's different from an. I mean, it looks like a townhome, which is what it technically is. Also, apparently, the term townhome and condo are used interchangeably by us lay people, but there's a difference in. I don't know if it's tax purposes or something like. There's actual ramifications for whether they call it a townhome or whether they call it a condo. That's interesting. Um, but from my understanding, we have a townhome. We met with our project manager. Seems pretty cool. He's got two kids of his own, so we were just sitting there on the little team's call with Lily sitting on our lap, uh, just going through the design plans, and he was just making sure that everything we picked out was what he had on his end. Wow. Um, and so, yeah. They Personalization right there. But yeah. As you know, as much as they allow you. Um, I remember I asked them, because the one thing when we were searching for a home, I really wanted a gas stove, because I want a stove with an open flame for purposes of like when you like toast a tortilla you can just like put it right in the open flame get it charred you can toast the pepper and then it also just makes it easier for putting on um i don't know what it's called but it's like those little flat top attachments yeah um, like a grill kind of almost yeah basically i'm sure i'm gonna do some research if i don't know if you can do it on one of those like electric top stoves but it's gonna be much it would be much more straightforward if it was an open flame with like those like you know those like four chunks of like sections where you can just take one out and put that in. So that was one. So to finish that thought, uh, I asked them, I was like, my realtor and I kind of like looked at each other when they showed us the, uh, like the stove and my realtor was like, so what would it take to get a, a gas stove in here? And then the lady goes, she's like, there's not a gas line run up, run through this entire community. And I was like, so how much would it cost? <laughs> Jokingly. And she was just like, she's like, not going to happen. I was That's like, bummer. Hilarious. Um, so that's like the big drawback. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting. It was well under our budget. So it made it so that we still need to be smart to not just like waste money with like the upgrades that we could put in the home, but we were able to afford like whatever upgrade we wanted Mm -hmm. because we, it was like, I think when it was all said and done after all of the upgrades, it was like 70 grand below what our top end Mm -hmm. price was going to be. Wow. So, fall. Fall. Which, it's so funny that, like, I mean, you've been through... Was the closing process stressful for y'all to get in here? No. It was... It was. I'm telling you, my bank and mortgage lender, they're the same organization. They have done phenomenal, like, every single time. Who are they? Wells Fargo. Shout out to my boss. And my boss. Oh! We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> That's so funny. I even had to go into the office recently, uh, the bank office over here. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. Top notch. Yeah. The, when I opened the door, he was like, hey, Caleb, how's it going? And I was like, wait a minute. He knows me. And then I realized I actually know him from somewhere else. But <laughs> anyway, it's a good experience. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Wells Fargo didn't scam every single last one of their right. clients. I think, so. I think the majority of the people that they're fine. Yeah. Um. So the reason I asked that, I guess so it wasn't stressful, but was it? did it move quickly? Very. Okay. So that's what's unique about ours. Our, since we're not, our home isn't being built yet, we don't have a closing date yet. And so things move very quickly, like within 30 days of closing. Like it's like you have to do this and this and this, and you, know, you have to do it in that order. And if you miss something, then it's like a big deal. Um, but so we, you know, we did the home hunting you know, we only spent 10 days searching for homes before we went on a contract, hmm. which uh, a little bit happened because of the, like, I guess, Caitlin and I's personality slash what we were looking for. But Caitlin's also been like on Zillow looking at stuff for like a year and a half or two years. So she was very much, um, what's the word? I don't know. She was basically good with it, like was ready to move hmm. quickly and look at things and knew what <coughs> she was looking for. So... So that happens, we go under contract, and then it was pretty much a nightmare trying to sort out getting a rate and locking it, because we have to lock it 
until, or we didn't have to, but with like the rates moving so much, we were going to lock it. It's just, you know, who we were going to go with for a mortgage. And once that whole, we there would be a whole podcast episode if I went to explain that situation. Basically, I thought everything was going to be simple once we went under contract, and then the next week was even more stressful than the one before. Hmm. Um, but then once the dust settled on that, and we got all the paperwork in, now it's kind of like, I mean, like we bought a house and we don't have it and we don't see it. And yeah. It's not even built no, yet, so it's kind of just like, weird. it's like, <laughs> yeah, our realtor texted us and was like, "Guys, get excited! <clears throat> They're about to start building your home." And I was like, "What home?" I was like, "Oh, that's, so that's right, we bought because." I think we went under contract probably while y'all were at Disney or shortly thereafter. So, hmm. yeah, that sounds it's been right. over a month and we're still, you know, three to four months out to moving in. And so it's just like, what? Yeah, what home? Doesn't really feel like anything yet. It's going to be a weird experience to walk in and be like, oh, wow, that, that one right there is going to be mine. Like, that's my money being put on that. Well, the bank's money, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. A small portion of my money, <laughs> a large portion of the bank's money. It's like the first week or two. Oh, they, they put the, the slab down. That's my money. <laughs> and then, <laughs> well, so yeah, the first thing they've done is they've put in, um, they put all the plumbing underneath and they put like the first board of the, or I guess the back wall for the foundation. And this coming week, they're going to like you know put the dirt in, put the gravel in, and then pour the concrete, and so the foundation will be done hmm. this week. So that's about it. Yeah, I'll be like, I paid for that foundation. <laughs> I paid for that. Everything else, I didn't pay for. It. <clears throat> well, well, that's big news. Huge. Uh, what else happened? Caitlin has gone on an intense elimination diet to figure out what's wrong with Lily. Basically, we finally got confirmation, or I guess. Our pediatrician was like, yeah, I'm pretty confident, too, that she's having an allergic reaction to something. So Caitlin's like, first, she'd been eliminating milk for a long time. Then she cut out wheat. Then she cut out the five foods that are most common for babies to have reactions to coming through their mother's breast milk. Then she cut out the top 12 foods. And now she's at the point where she's cutting out foods that have like high and medium contact with latex. So she was like cutting out all this stuff and now she's like, I can't have strawberries, but I can have blueberries. Oh, like weird. she's like at that level of elimination diet where it's, there's like four meats she can have fish, which to be fair, like is a, there's a lot of types of fish. So she can have fish, turkey, lamb and pork, which also there's a lot of different cuts of pork. So, you know, like you can have bacon, you can have pork chops, you can have whatever. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's just, it's gnarly, dude. She's like 10 pounds down from her pre-pregnancy weight. Because of that? Not, I mean, it's it's been compounding, but. Wow. Like there's, she's told me that women who breastfeed are more likely to go get back to their weight quicker. Hmm. I think because it's more of a, like obviously they're, giving some food and energy away. Um, but then I think the elimination diet has just like kept knocking down her weight because it's, I mean, the only grain she can have, she can have ancient grains, which I don't know what that means, but I know one of them is uh, quinoa. So we've been buying a lot of quinoa. Well, that's crazy. Um, is it, how long does it take to cycle through all the things? So you mean like all, basically what we're looking for is for Lily to get back to baseline, which means like she's not showing signs of an allergic reaction. She's not like constipated. Her stool is not like mucusy or smelly. Basically, like she gets to being smelly. Smelly. Aren't they all smelly? Not when you drink. Drink. Not when you eat breast milk. Breast milk poops are supposed to smell like nothing, which they used to. Like Lily's poops used to smell like nothing, and now it's very interesting. They smell. Um, and she's still just drinking breast milk. And well, so, yeah. Uh, how long it's supposed to last? It's supposed to last until Lily gets the baseline and then Caitlin can slowly start reintroducing stuff. What happens is uh, there's differing research on this, but the research that Caitlin is persuaded to believe is that after 24 hours of Caitlin not eating it, it's no longer in her breast milk. Hmm. And then it takes... It can be as soon as three days up to a couple weeks for Lily 
to finally stop showing symptoms of it. And so Lily was getting better. Basically what happened is we were going to start doing formula. We started Lily on formula and Lily had a really hard time transitioning to that specifically at night. Like I would try and feed her um, a bottle at night and she would just like scream bloody murder. Um, unconsolable until Caitlin started breastfeeding her. And so we tried that for like two days. And so we could have tried it longer, but Caitlin still was really, really wants to breastfeed Lily. So we went back to the breastfeeding route and then wanted to do the elimination diet at that point. And so Lily started getting a lot better and was honestly like, we thought we had her at baseline. And then it must have been something Caitlin ate or it's nothing she's eating and it's something completely different. Like on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, Lily started like going back towards like clearly having her old issues of like her poops were smelling and she was like clenching and clearly in like pain. Wow, that's terrible. So they can't do like an allergy test? uh, So Caitlin is considering asking our pediatrician to do an allergy test at the six month checkup which i believe is the earliest you can do it Hmm. um i don't know if it's the earliest you can do it or if it's just like the earliest recommended um which that's not going to be fun like the allergy test is like pricking them and so lily's just going to have a Mm -hmm. terrible time um so yeah caitlin's considering doing that allergy test and then there's like more invasive stuff which i don't even think you do on babies which is like when you go into the gi and they like do further testing like that which i don't think at this point obviously we didn't want to do anything that we're doing um we just wanted her to be healthy but i uh, guess you'd say um, that you, y'all's experience is like <clears throat> a minority of some sort oh for sure it's atypical yeah um yeah caitlin's reached out basically who's helping her do this elimination diet she found there's a shout out not a sponsor free to feed is the company's name and they basically this one woman started a company because it was her passion that um, all women should be free to breastfeed their babies so like finding out the scientific reason why your baby is reacting to your breast milk so that we can solve it so that you can keep breastfeeding your baby rather than just switching to formula at the you know because you can't find the answer and so caitlin's been working with them and basically she's had like she had a consultation and she's been talking back and forth with the person to like keeping track of her food like she's keeping mm-hmm. a food journal sends the food journal to the person the person looks over the journal and says okay based off what like you ate that day if Lily's still having these issues like these are the next chunk of foods you should cut up wow that's crazy it is crazy that's uh I mean that's just a lot of a lot of, I mean, when you were listing off how uh, she has to go about, like, isolating whatever it is, I mean, that's just, that's a lot of time. Oh, it's so much time. And there's time. so many, like, you know what I've learned through this process? So I go to Aldi. Caitlin can have, so I'm looking at all these ingredients. Like, pretty much, like, most box stuff is, like, out of, like, out of the question. So I'm getting, like, Trish trying to get meats, a bunch of fresh fruits and veggies, and, like, Maybe some like plantain chips or sweet potato chips or something. Which, by the way, Caitlin can't eat potatoes now. They're cutting that out. Um, the so I buy three packs of like their big pack of ground turkey, which was like almost seven pounds of ground turkey, however much it cost. I come home, and on the thing, it said turkey and natural flavorings. I was like, boom, fine. Like, totally fine. And, like, Caitlin has done internet research. And there's, like, the only way to confirm it would be calling the company. But we haven't done it. <laughs> Who's going to do that? Yeah. Like, I was like, Caitlin, do you want to do that? And she's like, no. I was like, ah, that's that, that <coughs> seems like a lot of work. Um, because natural flavorings is their way of, like, some things also just say spices or, like, spice blend. And you don't know what's in it. I'm sure that's them. I don't know if they're covering their butt for like putting something in there or if they're just like hiding their secret recipe or whatever. And apparently uh, specifically on ground Turkey, natural flavorings tends to include 
rosemary extract and rosemary extract is made from or includes soy as a derivative of soy really and caitlin's cutting out soy so she's not eating the seven pounds of ground turkey that we have in our freezer because it there's a chance it has soy in it that's crazy that's like the level of elimination diet she's on well Wow, that's uh, that's next level for sure. It is next level. It is wild, but yeah, Lily is uh, she's pooping more regularly, um, depending on the days whether it's easy or not. Uh, her her wake awake hours had become better. Like she like we could leave her on the like in the ground on the ground or in a chair or whatever for like ten to fifteen minutes, um, and do something else, and then then she would need our attention. But the past couple days, she has been quote unquote annoying. Like you put her down, starts crying. Like mm. she's just been needy and clingy, um, and ha- is having a tough time going to sleep. So I'm watching my phone because if Lily doesn't uh, go to sleep at the bridal shower or baby shower, uh, then I need to be ready to go pick them up and take them back home. That's good. It's not well. good. <laughs> I mean, it's good that you're looking. Um, yeah, that's just that's just another level. I mean, everyone has their own journey. That's unfortunately part of y'all's, but something to be learned through it, I'm sure. Yeah, I grow as a person or something. Yeah, you'll have some 2020 retrospect thing about this in like 2023, t- t- ten yeah. years. <clears throat> oh yeah. Um, ooh, last update. I had the stomach bug last weekend. Oof. It was terrible. Yeah, I almost died. Or I, I didn't almost die, but I it, it felt like I was dying. Poisoning. It was <clears throat> at the time I didn't know. It was either stomach bug or food poisoning. Anything at stomach, stomach uh, bug? And then it was stomach bug because like, you know, food poisoning is. I've never. I don't think I've ever had it, but it's like, you throw up and then you're good. Yeah. This one was like there were lingering effects. Like I was Oof. sick. Like I had a headache. Like soreness. Like stuff like that. Basically, I woke up at one a.m. Saturday morning, and the way I've been describing it, I had an involuntary. Uh, stomach pump just like my body was like get everything out and I woke up like oh four times for the next like two hours I woke up like every 30 minutes bomb and um, thankfully it end or it didn't like the pain didn't end but I stopped vomiting after like the fourth time and then that Saturday I did not get on a bed till like 4 p.m. that's terrible Part of it was, obviously I wasn't feeling good. Part of it was that, so something that I learned, the stomach bug is called norovirus, like it's a technical term. I had gotten it 15 months prior in January when Caitlin was doing the fellows program. I got it because a family who hosted the fellows had the stomach bug like a week prior. They were fully healthy, like they had all recovered. Then they had us over. Half of the fellows and myself got stomach bug. Wait a minute. Why are you here? Because the stomach bug lasts on surfaces anywhere from, like, I guess dying immediately up to four weeks. And so while I'm no longer contagious and I no longer have the virus, something that I touched a week ago could still have it at my house. That's... Uh, and so part of the reason why I stayed uh, in my bed till 4 p.m. was because I was like, I feel like death. And the only thing that I can imagine being worse is Lily and Caitlin or Lily or Caitlin getting it. So I'm just going to stay in here. And Caitlin obviously was like not enjoying taking care of Lily by herself and was like slowly trying to encourage me to come out. But I was like, I was like, if I come out, like it's to like get some food to say hi and like turn around. Like I'm not trying to get anyone sick. Oh, uh, that'd be terrible if all of you had it. Oh, it would be so bad. Wow. So thankfully either like Caitlin got it and her immune system is just better, but yeah, Caitlin and Lily didn't show signs of getting sick. We, we didn't sanitize everything, but you better believe Lysol wipes were being passed around like candy in the Sullivan household, wiping like every handle that I might've touched or in, countertop and all that fun stuff yeah that's not that's not fun at all 
Yeah, I don't know what it was. We were supposed to do something on Saturday or something. And Oh, was it podcast? Yeah. yeah. I think we were supposed to do this last week. And uh, I actually was busy with the bathroom. Go figure. Classic. And, uh, oh, got to give some updates <clears> on that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's terrible. All right, let's hear your bathroom, incoming child, new job updates. Ooh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so... So basically, let me get this right. We went to Disney. Um, I had a job interview with Wells Fargo um, immediately after we got back on the 21st. And then um, I was supposed to hear back within two weeks. But, I mean, like most places, it goes an extra week or two. And um, I heard back from the recruiter saying, hey, we got verbal offer for you. They gave me that. And then you got to pretend or talk like you're excited because you were excited at the time well yeah i am excited i'm just a little tired right now sorry guys um <laughs> not anyway, very animated at the moment i'm not animated um anyway so then i guess it was last week that i finally got the written offer and um so fat stacks what fat stacks what does that mean tons of money oh more than i am making now <laughs> um well you were a public school teacher so yeah there you go. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I accepted that. Um, I told the school that I'm leaving, uh, which the start date is May 8th. Are they letting you keep your license? Well, I don't know. It's up to the district. When do you find out? Which, by the way, give context for the people. So, if you leave the district before 30 days is up. Like any district or your district? I think it's just our district, but I could be wrong. It might be a North Carolina thing. Um, they reserve the right to remove yourself from your license um, that you work so hard for. Um, and some people, they go to college for it. Some people like me, just they were lateral entry and they just had to get the license on their own um, and take a couple extra college courses, which I told Andy amounts to like three grand or so. Um, which, to be fair, three grand to be able to have the job I had for the past four years, it's a good trade off. But it's just. It's sad to think, oh, wow, I just, I did all that and I don't have that license anymore. Mm -hmm. So the district does have the, um, like right to take it away from me because I had to put in a two week notice instead of a 30 day notice, which is just absolutely unheard of in the real world. Um, I, I bet you it's because a lot of people leave over the summer. I don't know. Well, I feel like it'd be really easy, but like if you got this job in June, you're like, yeah, here's a 30 day notice. Like I wasn't coming in. Anymore. Yeah. And, and that would make sense. Um, and I, there's a couple teachers at South that are holding grudges in a way because, because they expect, Oh, come on, come on, Caleb. You didn't just stay until the end of the end of the year. I can't like, I can't pass up an opportunity that I've been looking for for the past eight months. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's you, ridiculous. you could, but you're not willing to take that risk. Yeah. I mean, it's basically signing a contract with myself saying, I'm going to hope that I get another offer somewhere in the next two months of uh, Well, summer. did you try and negotiate a later start date? I said um, May 15th. Um, which still wasn't which 30 days. It was like on the edge. It would yeah. have been better. Um, and then my um, the recruiter came back and said, we'll, we'll go halfway with you and do May 8th, which I was like, okay. Because did initially, you tell them why? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Initially, it was May 1st. Um, and I was like, at that point, I was like, guys, I don't even have the written uh, offer yet. And this is like two weeks. It was like Monday or Tuesday. And it was... Hey, you were texting me frantically. Yeah, I was like... Talk about no, animated. The, you were animated on those yeah, texts. There, there's no way that I can get... It, it would have turned out to be like a week notice with how long it took to get the written offer and sign it and do all that. Um, and that would just be absolutely unacceptable. I mean, that's... I, I will do a two-week notice. But to dig, go any smaller than that, that's just kind of rude, honestly. Um, and some people have done it. Some of your LinkedIn friends would disagree. That's each their own. They would? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It feels like it's an easy, like, low-hanging fruit. Like, uh, if you don't have to give me notice, two weeks notice to fire me, why do I have to give you two weeks notice? Oh, I see. Yeah. Which, like... That, yeah. I understand that perspective. I also understand the other perspective where I don't really, I haven't done the research. I don't know where the practice of two-week notice came up. Maybe it's because, if, like, yeah. a job where you get paid every two weeks. Whatever. Possibly. 
because two weeks isn't enough time to hot like find someone and it's obviously not enough time to find someone train them and have yeah. them like replicating your work it's it's got to be just to to wrap up loose ends or whatever you're working on and call it good um and with the school district it makes sense like you still 30 days with the kids to get them to the next quarter to the, get them to the next semester most likely you're not leaving within the first week of school yeah. so they're hoping you can get you to a better spot but um i had there's a school teacher that left within the first week this year and i was just like oh man this is this is a good sign of of things to come <clears throat> um i have a bet with our uh, cop on at school uh, i owe him um basically we know there's going to be a lot of turnover at south mm-hmm. um at, at my school why this specific summer yeah why um, this summer just climate the time you is right you smell the wind yeah <laughs> And, um, anyway, right now we know there's been 20 people that have left and it's like a hundred staff or so. Um, it's and, a big chunk. yeah, it is. I, I I'm going 27 at the end of the day, 27 are going to have, they're going to have left, um, in the summer. And you think tw- like from now, no, no, total, total 27. So you're saying 20 have already left and you're saying yeah, seven, seven more. more left. Yeah. Where are you? Are you number 20? I think I'm 21. Um, well, you're padding stats. Yeah. Um, he says 34. So, and then what's the bet? Oh, Skittles. <laughs> Do you like Skittles that much? Well, he likes the sour Skittles, and I like the tropical. This is, this is great workplace banter. Yeah, it really is. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, you're going anyway, gonna to do great at Wells. Yeah, You'll be fine. It'll be great. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so it's really good news, and... Um, I'm excited for the new opportunities. Going to Wells Fargo. Um, Doing. Communications associate role, which is, I've broken this down. I could be really wrong. We'll, we'll reassess in like three weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, four weeks. Or you'll be reassessing months. like every <laughs> month. You'll be <laughs> like, this is actually what I do. <laughs> um, I know you'll get to a point where you can't tell us what you do because you've learned enough that you're like, oh, yeah, I actually can't say that. Yeah. Um, all I can basically say is like, based on what I know, it's like you're writing and updating corporate documents to fulfill the needs of other organizations around you. That's really all I got. Um, sounds like fun, right? Sounds like a job. Um, sounds like something AI can do. Ooh, interesting. That's a hot take. Uh. Um, but yeah, it's like a bunch of like copywriting slash like organizational placement of text on, on like documents. Um, I really don't know how it fits within the department, but... We'll see. That's well, you said it's the enterprise, like enterprise and complaints department. Remediation and complaints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of writing. Like when I was at UBS, we were trying to start a process where, so like complaints are a big deal for banks and for financial service companies. Cause like FINRA, which is the governing body for financial services companies you have to like respond, like you have to pr- appropriately um, both record the complaint and address it. Hmm. And so at UBS, if someone complained to us, there are like trigger words. Like they could just say like, I'm upset or, you know, whatever, say a trigger word. Or it could just be like, there was some subjectivity to it. Like, could you tell like that they were getting angry? Like, were they raising their voice? Were they blah, blah, blah. And so we would have to file it as a complaint. Like, to go through an official process of filing the complaint. Then someone from our legal team would have to read over our notes. They would listen to the call that was recorded. And then they would write a letter, send it out to the client, saying that how their complaint was remediated. Um, and obviously, if it was, like, a terrible worst-case scenario, then it would escalate from there. Or, But what they were trying to implement when I was there is that you could... It made it so that funny situations like this could happen a guy would call in and he would be having a conversation like at a normal level and he would just say one of the trigger words like he would say i'm annoyed or i'm complained or i'm frustrated and so we'd have to file the complaint even though he wasn't like irate or anything (laughs) so he gets sent the complaint letter he then called in and complained about the complaint letter and then got a complaint letter (laughs) And so, so like, what they were trying to stop was, like, 
sending out complaint letters that actually aren't complaints. And so you'd be able to, they were implementing yeah. something where you could uh, remediate within the call and you mm-hmm. could like put that in your notes so that a letter didn't have to go. And it's like, so-and-so said that they were frustrated. I apologized. I offered them this solution. They accepted yeah. it. Something a little bit more human yeah. than a robotic letter. That's uh, that's very funny. That was like my favorite thing when, cause we kept like, we had some CRM where we had all of our notes um, and just to read the notes of like called back in after receiving complaint letter, complained about complaint letter, filing new complaint. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And just yeah. like to tell the guy on the phone, to be the person, just be like, hey, I just want to let you know, based off this phone call, you're going to be getting another letter. That's <laughs> Must have been hilarious. Yeah, all I know is it's going to be a good opportunity. And obviously Wells Fargo is huge and there's a lot of growth opportunity or just lateral opportunities. Right. Um, there's a ton of different, like yeah. I'm learning that even within my department, there's a ton of lateral, let alone mm-hmm. the organization as a whole. Yeah. Um, so that's really big. May 8th is when I start. Last day at school is May 5th. Um, over the past month, my dad came at the beginning part of April and we renovated my, uh, the master bathroom. You got someone to work on, do a tile for you. Yeah. However, um, Caitlin first is. Yeah, we got the, the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forget how she said it, but yeah. Cause you sent a picture in the group text of your dad standing in the bathroom. Yep. And Caitlin was like, oh, they got someone to do the tile. And then yeah. you or McKamey responded. They're like, yeah, I guess you could say it like that. That's, it was so funny. And but then Caitlin great. realized it was your dad after she sent yeah. the text. Yeah. So we're almost done with that project. The baby's supposed to show up at some point <laughs> in the next two or three weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks. May twenty fifth, um, right? Yeah. So a lot's happening. Um that's another reason why the, the podcast just hasn't been around recently. No um no paternity leave, right? No, not within the first year of your work. I mean, I knew that, but like, you're not at least like going to take like a week of vacation. No, I mean, I'll take like the day off or two days off or three days off, whatever <laughs> it is. Whatever, whatever it is that I need to take for. Yeah, hopefully Miriam's born on like a Friday afternoon. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, we got that approved, and I I hated having to take leave so soon. Um, yeah, but it's the most understand like having a kid yeah. or someone dying is like all the, the two things, most yeah. like. If you have to take a leave soon, like that's understandable. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm excited just to work. I'm excited to get away from the school. Excited to go into a different type of prison. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, we can bring this up to talk about our biggest fan, Dan Ayers. Ooh, Dan. Oh, sorry. No last names. Dan. Yeah. Skip the last name. Come on, people. Um, we don't want him to be harassed. No. The... I was thinking about this when you when I asked your question. He, I don't know. So I do a terrible job at describing people, like because I remember like random. You like, I don't do a good job of building a whole theme or a character of someone because I remember random little factoids or moments that I've shared with the person. So I don't take this as a comment on his entire character, but something that he does is he's very direct, literal. And cares about getting things right, which are all good things. So he, I didn't know he was listening to the podcast like regularly. Like I just knew that he, like my friends in Charlotte are like discovering it. Like cause someone like brings it up that like it's spreading, whatever. Not like wildfire, but like yeah. a slow burn. And my, so Dan found out about it somehow. I thought he had just like listened to an episode. Apparently he's been listening to like, He's trying to listen to all of them to catch back up. And let's just say on a random Wednesday afternoon, he just texted me and said, it's without further ado. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said in one of the podcast episodes, he said in the podcast episode, when you weren't sure what the phrase was, this is what the phrase actually is. And I was like, it was so far out of left field. Um, One, because it was so like, it was an episode we had recorded in like, Octo- like before Lily was born probably yeah. and I like didn't even remember it and Dan was just, like not only did he think about texting me he like he's like by the way this is what it was and I was just like this is the most Dan thing ever which so the whole thing about your district it's very likely that Dan will do the internet research find out Ooh, whether it's district or state it. and then yeah, let yeah. you know is that a state or district thing 
I really feel like it's a state thing because how could be a country? How could they submit that request to the state? Say, hey, let's let's remove this guy's license without it being a state policy. Or the state allows each district to run differently. Maybe, but oh man, that'd be um, well. Anyway, we're also, forty minutes by the way. Just so you know, it's great. Um, not to steal Dan's thunder. But he has claimed a stake to be our second podcast guest. He said Kendall's episode was his favorite episode. So shout out mm. Kendall again. Um, and I won't steal his thunder as to what the name is. Well, don't, but, don't steal it then. But he's don't planning steal on, it. Don't steal I'm it. I'm not stealing don't it. Steal it. He's planning on starting don't a podcast. It. And his name is going to be similar to ours, but with a different bend towards what the theme of his so podcast wait, is. Should about. I have copyrighted some of this stuff? What? Hmm, interesting. Well, I didn't say the name. So he is starting a podcast. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, he <sighs> wants to. That's Very why... Very interesting. Now I get to listen to another podcast. Oh, actually? That's what I'm saying. Like, he wants to... We're about to be... When he asked to be on, I was like, yeah, sure, fine. Um, but then when he started talking about his podcast episode, I don't think he, like, purposely did it with that angle. But I was like, oh, my goodness. Not only do we have a podcast and I never wanted a podcast... We're about to be, like, doing purposeful collaborations with another podcast. Just to be, like, the cross, uh, whatever, the promotion that you get from their fan base listening to yours. He's talked about wanting to have us on his podcast when he starts one, too. When's he starting? I don't know. He asked me, I talked to him today, and he asked me Hey, Dan, if, if you could just text me right now and let me know when you're starting. Love to chat about it. Look at that. Which, he, by the way, yeah. Dan got your number from an old podcast episode and texted you today. Yeah, so I'm sure, since you said he's a direct, pretty upfront dude, I'm sure he'll text me now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when he gets to this episode. Yeah. This one. Any bets about how long it's going to take him to get here? I don't know. When I talked to him today, he's like, oh, I'm. Look, people tell me this, and it's so. It's funny. Maybe it's just like a quirk of like how we interact. Like, just trying to be polite and like not wanting to hurt anyone's feelings. But when people who've said that they're going to listen haven't listened to episodes yet, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm still behind. And I'm like, dude, I, like do you whatever you want with your feelings. life. I was like, the fact that <laughs> anyone's listening to this is ridiculous to me. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, there's a couple people at church that said the same thing and I don't, I don't bother like following up or anything, but I'm just always like, don't worry about it, man. Just, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no love lost. Or actually, I heard, I learned that that phrase has like a negative connotation to it. No love lost? It means like I didn't love you in the first place, so no love lost. Oh. But how I mean it is like yeah. I still love you the same amount as before. Yeah. Hmm. Also, speaking of shout outs, I told you. More shout outs? Shout out to your mom. She had me so confused and cracking up at Kami's other baby shower. Because she came up to me. So I had dropped Caitlin and Lily off at the shower the one that they had before. And I went and picked her back up. And I was just going through the line and getting some food. Like what was left over. You know, what all mm-hmm. good husbands do at baby showers. Um, and your mom starts talking to me. Like just having a conversation. And like before I could even realize it, she was talking about the podcast. And not only was she talking about the podcast, she referred to the episode with the title of the episode. She was like, I loved um, mice, mice, mice. And so when funny. she, she, she said that phrase to me and my head was like, what is happening? Like what, <laughs> like for a, for a small amount of time, I was like, what on earth is she talking about? And then she kept talking and I was like, internally I was like, oh my goodness, she's talking about the podcast episode. She referred to it by its title. That's hilarious. Yeah. That there's hmm. every now and then I get like messages from, uh, from mom and I have to think for a second about like. What is she talking? What, about? what is she talking about? Which is funny because it's very, it's a very reasonable thing to do, but like I don't look at the title, and I don't really remember it. Like I would describe mm-hmm. it as even if I knew the title, I'd be like, "Oh, it was that episode that y'all talked about mice." Um, but yeah, it was it was so funny because of how long it took me to get it, and then it was funny because, like, it's not like she did anything weird. She called it by the title. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Wasn't totally normal. normal. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. Well, I'm getting tired. How about you? Uh, no. 
I was dead when I got here because the 50-minute car ride up, Lily was quiet for the first 10 minutes and then screamed for the last 40. So you'd think you'd be tired? Well, I'm, I've been away from a screaming baby long enough to have more energy. Oh, I see. I see. Which, by the way, she is getting very good at using her lungs. And so while that's enjoyable at times where she's like, she's learned to laugh. And so that brings like more joy to your heart than you can imagine to like hear your baby laugh. Also brings more sorrow because now when she's, she's no longer just crying in the car, she'll like work herself up to a fever pitch scream. Hmm. Thankfully, she's not like, she's constantly crying in, in the time where she loses her mind in the car, but she's not like, sometimes it's like a low decibel, like catching her breath mm-hmm. before she starts working her way back up again cry but yeah she'll now like escalate her crying sound and then switch to a screaming sound for a couple seconds and then it'll de-escalate back down to her loud crying then back to like normal level crying oh, welcome so much to look forward to i know there are there are some moments and i don't know if it's this i wonder if it's this different at this age but there are moments where lily like sh- like has like a shrill scream and i'm like oh if i forgot that my baby's a daughter or like a girl like, she just reminded me with that, like, shrill scream. Hmm. What a time to be alive. I know. T-minus. I mean, you can go late. I was born 13 days late. Well, I heard they uh, they do some weird things these days. Make you start in labor. Yeah, it. I can't remember what the number was. And I think it's a state thing. Dan will check us on that. Um... That like, yeah, because someone made a comment when we were, when we went to a pregnancy class, like I think at pregnancy class, yeah, there was like a class at the hospital for like, I guess it was a labor class more so. Um, Interesting. And so it was, I don't remember the weeks, I think 40 weeks is when like the due date is at 40 weeks. And I think if that's wrong, whatever it is add two more weeks is in North Carolina they'll, if they're in a North Carolina hospital I think it's the law or their practice to induce you and I think it's North Carolina because I remember making some comment I was like so if you get the 42 weeks do we just like flee to South Carolina if we don't want to be induced like what do you yeah what do you do what do you do at that point well is this a good time to wrap it up anything else you'd like to any more shout outs any more fun things you've done in the past couple weeks just been working. Do we give an expectation to the people? Is this coming back weekly? Is this coming back whenever we feel like it? Let's see. I would do, if we could hit one like the week before I start my job. So what, like? So like two weeks from less now? Less than two weeks? Yeah. Or like I guess. Kind of, kind of two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe do two weeks after that. You know, like when your child is born? Right before. <laughs> and then hopefully two weeks after that. So like if we go on a two-week basis... Dude, what's honestly crazy to me is how much we recorded just after Lily was born. Because looking back, like before I knew anything, I would have been like, oh, that first month was chaos, which it was at times. But that first month was much easier than <laughs> when she started like, you know, having all her mm-hmm. gun issues. Well, but yeah, I think I think uh, kind of every other week is going to be what we're going to do. See, this is what I'm talking about. I tried to convince you to not do a weekly schedule. And then you told me, you're like, I'm a very structured, organized person. If I'm doing something, I want to be doing it regularly. Yeah. Well, I would, but we kind of fell off the bandwagon and things got kind of busy. I'm glad that now we're getting back on. You're not going back to the once a week. Yeah, no. Once a week is, at least right now, it's probably too much. If we were doing once a week, it would have to be like those people who are reaching out to you on LinkedIn about growing your business. It'd have to be a... A grind. That, and it'd probably be like a, hey, this week I'm going to meet with this person and talk on the podcast and then Andy's going to take next week so that it's like still every other week. Maybe. I basically have to become our number one hobby. And what's your number one hobby right now? Well, it's not really the number one hobby. It just has to become our like second hobby. That's what it has to be. What do you mean our second hobby? So like we, we only spend like an hour and then I spend an extra 30 minutes on it. Um, so it's not a ton of time um, compared to everything else you do in life. But I mean number one hobby in the sense that, like, we prioritize it first. Oh. Like, my number one hobby is rock climbing. 
I see what you mean. Yeah, like, you'll be out rock climbing and I'll be golfing or something. Yeah, like, yeah. if you're like, hey, can we, like, so what you used to say, like, can we do Saturday morning? And, and I was like, no, I'm rock climbing. Yeah. I want to do rock climbing as my number one hobby. And then you want to do it at, like, 10 or 11 or 12 or something. And I'm busy doing whatever I'm doing. Golfing. Yeah. Or at that time it was the, I don't what was I doing? I was working on something. Pickleball tournament. Uh, maybe. Basically you do things just like I do on the middle of the day on Saturday. Yeah. So I was going to be like, hey, I can come home from climbing, shower, we can yeah. record, and then we can both go on with our day. Yeah. But that's what I mean. In uh, the I, sense think, I like, think every other week is going to be easier for now at least. But... We'll, we'll do our best. So, Dan, if we don't do it, start texting us. Yell at us or something. By the way, Caleb has been fading from the microphone, which maybe you can hear in the audio. It looks good. And here. you just, like, perked up and pointed at the microphone like you were talking to someone. I was just talking to Dan. Talking to Dan. And, I mean, you don't even think Kendall's listening anymore. No, I did not say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I don't, I don't want to yell that. No, I, I think she's... I just... I have to... I want to see if it pops up on her Spotify, you know? Um... Okay, I, it definitely will, but... Will she click on it? Yes. Maybe that'll be the title of the episode. Will she click on this? Have we been Have we been gone for so long that you're no longer interested? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. Don't be surprised if that's something I like that is in the... So just call it, will we'll, we'll Kendall click on it? I was about to say Kendall and Dan, but we know Dan will get to it eventually. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, everyone, it's been good talking with you. I mean, Andy, and... <laughs> it's been good talking to you with everyone else listening. Today wasn't so much full of underqualified thoughts, but it was certainly filled with our life experiences. We didn't really share anything that was underqualified in this one. I mean... Not really. Not me really. talking about an elimination diet? I get that I'm like more qualified than the average person who's never done one, but I'm not qualified to talk about mm. a pregnant woman thoughtfully going through well, that's, an elimination that's, that's diet. good. Yeah, we're not qualified to think about pregnancy. Well, we're qualified to think about it, but we haven't experienced it. So our thoughts are therefore and we never will. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, goodbye, everyone. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace.